With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
lover's touch, change has arrived. Wakes up my secret heart, blows the past away. joining me here on Code Connection. My name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I am your hostess today. You were just listening to something, probably you're thinking, well, that's a little bit different than what we normally hear (laughs) on the show. You don't remember it being a musical guest week, but indeed it is a little bit different than what we normally hear. That song is called Cool on My Skin, and this is presented to us by today's guest, who Although it's not uh, formally a music guest for me, she does do music and she does work with various things like healing bowls and sounds and all kinds of great things, which you're going to learn about on today's show. And that song that we use today to open up with is called Cool on My Skin. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful example of some poetry, and I'll let her give credits to the poet on that as well um, here in a little bit. Um, of how that fits together to music to create a beautiful, kind of meditative, relaxing, soothing piece um, that's there. And, you know, that's just a whole different avenue of of sound healing and sound energy that can be accomplished. I want to extend a big welcome to everybody, whether you're returning, because you've listened to the show and you go, hey, this is a pretty cool show. I really like what you're doing here. Or whether you're joining us for the very first time because you said, hey, I want to see what Sharon's got to have to say today and what she's going to share with us today. We do stream live in three additional places, which is Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and Pen, also known as Pair Encounters Network. And I welcome everybody listening through those channels as well. And during this show, what I do is I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life codes. And many times, or I should say about half the time, I have guests on the show right now. And that way it gives you a chance to learn about other people's work and how that might be an option for your code energy. I also highlight different musical artists along the way. Matter of fact, it was only about two weeks ago I had Wayne Chater on um, who um, does busking down in the tube areas of Australia. And that was really a lot of fun having him on the show. So uh, if you missed that, that's, that's the first one of this year. Um, closing up the seasonal year, so the last of the seasonal year, but the first of 2016. And he was very, very interesting with his philosophy on being raw and simple in life. And there's going to be a variety also of different topics, tools, resources, thoughts that will 
allow for your personal exploration, universal insights, and expanding your perception of how life works. Now, what I do in my own work is I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. And I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, which if you've missed that, you can catch it in our archive shows. I've also authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams and its Companion Workbook, and then my first two books, Activating Compassion and its Companion Workbook. And I'm also a collaborator on a fifth book called Embrace by the Divine, A Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And that is uh, recently released. Matter of fact, the soft cover was just released in the end of January, and the Kindle version was released around the middle of December. So that's available if you want to check that out at embracedbythedivine.com. And there's, man, a whole realm of incredible gifts <laughs> that go with that book. So it is way, way more than just a book for you. In addition, what I've done is create the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. And you can follow all of those things that I'm doing on my website, which is Jesse and Nichols George, the number one.com. And I do want to mention that I am going to be heading out to the Los Angeles, California area and passing through a few states coming and going here in June. Uh, around the end of June and early July. So if you're out that way, you might want to watch for things that are happening, or you might even want to say, hey, are you available to, you know, come and speak with our group or talk to my book club or whatever it is, I would be happy to do that. So um, just give me a contact. You can contact me by my email, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at jesse and Nichols George. So it's my full name, the number one dot com. And uh, those are great options. And just drop me a line if you if you want me to speak or come and help you out with something that you have going on uh, with an event or something like that. So there you go. Just a reminder also, if you enjoyed the show today, make certain you share it with people. You know, tell people about it because, you know, sound healing is definitely one of those things that I think a lot of people can relate to, no matter who they are, even if they're not into woo-woo stuff or spiritual stuff they tend to really like music. And this is going to be one of those shows that you really can share with probably just about everyone um, out there. And I think it's going to be one that you're going to want to share because of some of the things that we're doing on the show today are going to be really amazing and exciting and beautifully heart-centered. So um, what they can do is they can get into it using the same link you used to come into the live show today and listen to it in the archives at their convenience. And uh, by the way, all of the Main Street Universe shows are also available as podcasts at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and then all of my Activating Compassion and Code Connection shows can also be found on my YouTube channel. So that's another option, and, and I hope to put the YouTube version of this show up actually this weekend sometime so you can watch for that if you have a preference to, to go through YouTube. Now, before we get started on everything, what I like to do is open up to a book called The 72 Names of God, Technology for the Soul. It's by Yehuda Berg, who is a Kabbalah master. And every week I just flip the page and see what comes up. <laughs> and Yehuda deals with all these different aspects of, of God, which I love the way he presents it because he presents it in just the everyday concepts, the everyday pieces of life, which is the way I function and the way I work as well. And so it's interesting to me how I can just flip a page and it always seems to 
apply to what's happening that week or with that week's guest or topic or things like that. So what we have this week is called Finish What You Start, and that's the common name of God he's sharing this week. And he starts off with a little message that says, whenever you feel like quitting, and then he goes on to provide his insights on this, obstacles, both external and self-imposed, often stop us from achieving our objectives. And it's easy to be excited and optimistic at the beginning or the start of a new endeavor. Challenges of many kinds, however, often prevent us from reaching our goals. We procrastinate and we postpone and our passion wanes. Internal obstacles include fear, frustration, forgetfulness, doubt, and laziness. External challenges come in all shapes and sizes, but they're only a test. The imposing proverbial brick wall is usually a soft and cushy curtain, artistically painted and cleverly disguised to look like a brick wall, just to keep us from even trying to pass through. No one said the road to personal achievement and spiritual greatness was an easy one, but it's a road that can be successfully walked and completed along a picturesque and scenic route. Now, the meditation that Yehuda provides on this one is you're endowed with the power to conclude everything you begin, especially tasks and goals of the spiritual nature. And again, the common name today is finish what you start. And the formal name of God that we have today is Lamed Kofbet. Lamed Kofbet. And that is going to be up on my website on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. And I post that there along with the week's code interpretation so that you can go back and reflect on it during the week because I think that that's a really great thing to do, um, to touch base with that and see where you're at in the week and see how your week's going and get those little reminders and take advantage of doing the meditation maybe even each day for a week and see where it leads you um, and just work with that concept. So. That's a great, great message from Yehuda this week. Now, moving on to a little more to get us thinking in the direction of our topic today. And what we have with that is, what is your idea of love? What is your idea of a great Valentine's Day? Do you only celebrate love a day or two a year? Or is it an ongoing practice for you? Now, this time of year, when people turn to thinking about relationships, love, and celebrating vows. And it's a time of year that many place as a hallmark holiday. This is a time of year that can be very emotional, not only for those that are in a relationship, but also those that are not. For a single person, it can bring up a whole spectrum of emotions from failure, loneliness, and trigger multiple self-worth patterns. And this is a time where we may reflect on past love, present love, and ponder love in the future. Behind all of this, it reminds people that this is a time where we remember union. Really, we are seeking our own union, our own inner union in particular. And as humans, we tend to look for that through someone else. Now, for those that see it as only another day of commercialism, there may even be rejection, which is not just a rejection of a day devoted to love, but to love itself. 
Now, when we allow ourselves to release all of the materialistic side of things and the programming that this day must include expensive flowers, nice dinners, gifts, candles, romance, proposals, etc., then we can truly open to the real essence that this day offers us. That is an opportunity to celebrate and be loved and in love and exchange love. Of course, this is a space that we ideally want to be in year-round. But like many things, it takes a designated day to bring us fully present with someone and open up and share what is happening. And the real essence of this day is about opening and living through the heart chakra. It is about exchanging loving energy unconditionally by uniting the masculine and feminine energy aspects. That's the drive to have someone at this time, but imagine if we chose to be in love with the energy, with all of the things around us, with the earth and sun and moon and stars in the sky. One person that does work greatly with the heart chakra is Sharon Karn, and she has learned the power of love and being in love. And she works to help others find wellness, heal physically and emotionally and mentally using music and heart energy. It is a powerful and quick and yet gentle and pleasurable way to release this as the vibrations of sound quickly and easily release the blocks that hold things in place. And the love energy provides us with a space of safety and connection to the divine. Now, the heart chakra is the bridge between heaven and earth, the spiritual and material world. When we choose to love and be in love through the heart chakra, we allow ourselves to become drunk with the love of the divine. And the energy of being in love is coded to bring command, power, and intelligence that we can work from. It carries the codes of creativity, success, abundance, and a fortunate future. Now, this beautiful energy is showing us that there is really nothing to fear about being in love. Each of us may need different ways to refer to this, but it is the energy that allows us to be connected and wholeness. So now let's take this a step further. What if you allowed yourself to be in love with all aspects of your life? And what if you opened the door to standing in the power of love, which is coded to having success and victory in life? It literally tells us that love is the path to great things. The heart chakra is about using wisdom in order to interact with everyone and everything to get along with all of life and circumstances. And it is something that comes only from within and that starts with the self. Its codes show that it cannot be influenced by money. That's why real love cannot be bought. It is also an energy that we most notice we are missing when we are alone and also an energy that when it is present, we need nothing else. This Valentine's Day, I hope that you will embrace love, but expand your perception of it. Share your love with the plants and trees of earth. Share your love with the animals that roam this planet, and let love in through your heart, and let it be as expansive as it wants to be. Make the commitment to connect with love and being in love each and every day. If you are celebrating with or without someone else, keep it simple and real. Think about stepping out of high-cost things and think more about creating experiences that truly touch your heart to connect with the person you love or with yourself. Take the time to share your love 
with more than just humans. How will you celebrate this Valentine's Day? And can you truly show your love without spending money? And what things tell you that someone loves you? Now, the code energy this week is very interesting because I always like to bring this in. And again, this will be posted on my page of the Main Street Universe tab of my website because we've just had a whole lot to think about there in regards to love, whether you're in a relationship or not. But the code energy this week is about opportunity. And these opportunities are ones that allow you to get inside of things or get the inside scoop of what is happening. And it is a week to operate from innocence. But be careful that you are not or that you are coming from a place of wanting to learn more and not just wanting to fit in or be a part of something, especially out of boredom. This is a good time to look at the people and things you have in your life. And is it time to move some of them out? Looking at where things are stagnant for you will help you know where to focus your energy and is where you need to get things moving. Where there is stagnation is also where things need to be let go of or where you need to focus your attention and breathe new life into things. And I think this is going to be an amazing show with all of this code energy. It really is going to fit in well today. And I know that Sharon has some great things to share with you today. So I'm going to take a short break. And when we return, I will have Sharon Karn with us, and she's going to be sharing her work in sound wellness. The song I have for you um, during our break is also from today's guest, uh, Sharon Farn, and it is called I Am. So we're going to listen to this. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with our guest. Seduced by spring, I am irritated. 
by today's guest, Sharon Karn, and it is called I Am. So, yes, a little bit different than what we normally have on the show. And it's really great. I love when our guests have extra things like this to share. Um, it really brings in a, a big connection for you and for them and, and really brings the show together in such a beautiful way. So today I do have with me Sharon Karn, and Sharon's heart has belonged in music for most of her life. Bachelor of Music and a Master of Fine Arts degrees. She joined the Faculty of Conservatory at Mount Royal University in 1988. Sharon's musical and spiritual paths have merged into the work of sound wellness, bringing the ancient and modern power of sound and music to a deeper awareness and practical everyday use for these challenging times we live in. Sharon is the founder of Sound Wellness, whose programs are at the forefront of education and how sound and music can be easily applied to your everyday life to reduce stress, help you concentrate, energize you, inspire you, and support your health. Sharon is the author of Listen from the Inside Out and has produced and recorded several CDs, solo and with others, and she is invited to speak about sound healing to a wide variety of corporate and private audiences many within the medical community, and you can learn more about our work at www.soundwellness.com. And I'm going to get her microphone open up here. And Sharon, welcome to Code Connection. Thank you so much, Jesse. I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. I know that you're one of those people... You know, and I, I do this every now and then. I, I'm watching people to see what they're posting, what their consistency is, um, you know, what they're bringing forward. And you're one of those people I kind of watched for a while, and I'm like, 
I really like what she's doing. She just keeps bringing it on over and over again, and I love that. Thank you. You know, I, I would to... love to... Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say thank you for such a beautiful, beautiful way of introducing the whole theme about the heart and about love. I thought it was so beautiful. It was perfect, Jesse. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, I like to have something that coincides in there because I believe that so many times we go through these processes, we go through these days, and we attach all this commercialism, materialism side to them, and we don't always stop and look at the opportunities that are there on a deeper level. And, um, you know, so this is exciting. I know you and I talked about this with Valentine's Day, I'm like, man, I really want this universal (laughs) appeal. And I had seen you were doing this work with Heart Chakra um, workshops and events, and I was like, oh, that's so perfect. You know, that's so perfect for people, whether they're in relationships or not in relationships. And, you know, I would love for you, because I got a little introduction in there, but I would love for you to share a little bit more about your journey, what brought you into music, what brought you in more specifically to the sound wellness? Well, the whole journey has been something I never really expected to be doing as far as what I'm doing with sound wellness. And it's, it's so interesting how the universe sets you up for all of these things that you're meant to do. Um, I, when I was 10 months old, I had a case of whooping cough, and my mom told me when I was an adult that I stopped breathing and turned blue, so I left the planet um, and essentially had a, had a near-death experience as a baby. And I think that experience set me up for, for I guess, a, a deep, deep inner knowing. I grew up not knowing about this experience, and it was planted in my subconscious. But I grew up knowing there's this deeper level to life that not everyone was was aware of or living. And and I guess it, it kind of put my feet on a really strong spiritual path. I was reading spiritual books in my teens and 20s and and from then taking all kinds of courses in alternative alternative medicine and and energy healing and um at the same time following another love of music so it's kind of like I had these two parallel paths and they came crashing together with some innocent experiments on stage fright of all things I had a group of adult students who were really really nervous about performing and I had been working through some of my own issues with this and so I ordered every book on stage fright I could find and one of the best exercises we practiced was to imagine a color while you were performing and the idea here is to distract that critical part of the mind if anyone in the audience has ever played a musical instrument, it's that part of the mind that goes, you just played a wrong note, or here comes the hard part, all of that stuff. And imagining the color really helped to distract those thoughts so the music could flow more easily. But every time we did it, somebody in the audience got the color. 
And I'll never forget after a program I did, I did a full, well, I did several concerts where I did try this, and I would choose one piece in the concert. And this lady came out, came up at the end of the concert, and she pointed to that piece on my program. And she said, Sharon, that piece was so beautiful. It made me imagine I was sitting by the ocean. The color of the water was so blue. Well, and and then Martin, one of my other adult students, he was also on a chat room, and he he did tell the people on his live chat that he was going to play a piece, and he was going to imagine a color. And he said, don't say what it is. Type it in so nobody else sees what you're typing. And he said, every single person typed purple or violet, which was the color. It was related to a repeated note in the piece and also was the color that he was using to imagine. So over and over and over and over and over again, the universe is saying, hello, hello, hello. There's a whole lot more to sound and music than you ever thought about. So my past came crashing together as I started asking questions about what is it about sound that makes it a carrier for a thought and what else can it do? And so I started doing uh, honing in my own spiritual work and my spiritual curiosity and learning and courses on sound healing. And when I when I started doing that, Jesse, it was like, oh, <laughs> that's why I've been a musician all these years. That was just preparation for what I'm supposed to be doing, which is what I'm doing now. Um, it's so interesting how all these things happen. It it definitely is, and, and what's interesting in sharing that is. It's, it's like saying that, in a way, music magnifies our thought patterns. So, you know, that concept of what you're thinking <laughs> you're going to create uh, is very is is very interesting because for, you know, to be thinking of a color and then have somebody else not, you know, getting that piece of information and being able to pick it up um it just tells me that that there's got to be a connection there between the mind power and transmitting thought, and and I think to a sense we've known this for a long time, right? Because, uh, you know they they play different types of music in the grocery stores or things like that, or you you know I know when we go into stores that they'll interweave their commercials in with the songs, mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, things, yes. things like that to make it stick into your mind better. Well, I'd love to share a story, Jesse, and this comes from one of the uh, women who came to one of our three-day programs, and she was drawn there because she had used she she had she had serious back pain that the medical community had given up on, and they said we tried every painkiller, we've done everything we can. Uh, sorry, we can't do any more. Uh, it's up to you now to figure out what to do. So so she had she started looking into alternative treatments, and eventually found brainwave entrainment music. And that's a whole other area of of sound and science and how it works. But she it stopped her pain. 
And if it ever came back, she would use the brainwave entrainment music to stop the pain again. So she came to our workshop going, oh, my God, this worked really well. What else can it do? And Ash, we, we, we always teach about recorded music, using the voice, and using sound tools because all of those things help you. They all do the same kinds of things. They just do it in slightly different ways. So when she started, when I shared this story of mine about about understand or how the color was transferred on the sound wave and my own personal decision following that, knowing that what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking about when I'm playing music and sharing this with other people or even the sound tools, what is going on in me is being magnified. It's like the sound is an amplifier, and everyone receives that as a layer on the sound. So then she shared, uh, well, uh, with that, when I learned that, then I, I took on, I said, okay, I'm going to have to be a really responsible about what's going on in me every time I sit down to play or use a sound tool. And that has been uh, a challenging at times decision and always a very conscious and important one. And then to get back to Janice's story, she has three recordings of Pachelbel's Canon, and she loves that piece for quieting her and calming her down. But there's one of those recordings of the four that she she told me made her feel like she was at a funeral. It made her feel horrible. And the other ones didn't. And it's the same notes, it's the same instrument. But what she was receiving were the feelings and the thoughts on those sound waves coming through the recording. And then she, mm. she it's like the bulbs went on, the light bulb went on, and she said, what I'm getting from that recording is what was going on in the musician's hearts and minds. And she's absolutely right. There's a whole other level of sound that we're just starting to become aware of, that we used to be aware of. We're starting to become aware of it again. Well, and you're you're tapping into a whole new, uh, I don't know if it's a new realm so much, but a whole other level, as you say, of music because, you know, here again, I think most of us could agree that when we listen to a piece of music, it affects us emotionally most of the time. You know, we we love it, we hate it, we um, have memories triggered. It, it, it definitely connects with the emotions in some way, shape, or form. So anytime you open the emotions up, it's natural that it's going to magnify any thoughts that are going on in your head or um, that, you know, as you say, when somebody's playing the music because they're, whatever is going on for them at that time is, it's just like a big amplifier. <laughs> you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's like taking that music and you might only be playing it on two, but then you stick the amplifier in front of it and it sounds like it's on 10. Um, oh, my <laughs> that that is so yeah. so true. Yeah. I mean, so this is a. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. That's all right. 
No, I was just going to say, so this is really a powerful thing, and, and what you're explaining is is great for people to know to help them understand why a piece of music might be hitting them or not. I mean, I know I've worked with musicians, and certainly we also have codes to music. So, you know, my, my first thought was, well, maybe there was something different in the key of the piece she didn't like. <laughs> but if it's the same key and the same instrument, then we're getting down to, as you say, the emotional side of things. Yeah, and the emotional and that undercurrent of emotion that isn't in that that is that is that is kind of traveling on the notes and on the sound waves. There there are also other whole areas of using music that people usually aren't aware of. We all are so familiar with the emotional part, but not everybody knows that when you're listening to that music in the grocery store that you mentioned about earlier, is that it only takes minutes for your heartbeat to match the rhythm of the music. This is part of our internal wiring to respond to sound in a very physical way. Um, It only takes minutes for the beat of the music to change your heartbeat, for your heartbeat to match the beat of the music. And we can't turn that off. It happens even if you're paying no attention to the music at all. So when this process is called entrainment, and it's used consciously in recordings that have sound healing intentions as one of the aspects that will help create the the purpose of the recording. So, for example, a recording that will help you sleep. When you're going to sleep, your heartbeat slows down. So in some of these recordings, they start with the heartbeat, say, around 90 or 80 beats per minute, which is about at the high, end, uh, high edge of uh, a fairly fast daily heartbeat if you're really revved up and you're really busy. So your heartbeat is around 80 or 90 beats per minute. Now, the relaxed heartbeat's around 50 to 70 beats per minute. So what the recording will often do is the music will be written in a way that it's manipulated, so the rhythm slows down gradually. So after, say, 10 minutes or 20 minutes of the rhythm getting slower and slower and slower and slower, your heartbeat matches the rhythm, and your, it puts your body through the, the changes in brainwave state because brainwaves and heart are connected, so is breathing, slows down your breathing, slows down your heartbeat, slows down your brainwaves, and you start falling asleep because the rhythm, the beat of the music is getting slower. Fascinating, and that's only one small part of how we're wired to respond to sound in a very physical way. And that's really interesting, um, too, and I I would imagine, too, in those types of situations, slowing it down from what we're we're normally used to, again, also makes the brain receive whatever the message is uh, maybe more thoroughly because it's relaxing and stepping out of the high thought processing space. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and this is important because I know, you know, I had a friend that was ahead of this many, many years ago when I lived on the coast of, what was it, uh, the coast of, of California in the central coast region in the, the Cambria, uh, San Luis Obispo region. And 
he he was doing a lot of experimenting with this. He was way ahead of his time uh, because there weren't sound healers <laughs> all over the place at that time, and people weren't really understanding this. But he had tuned in, and I, I remember because this would have been about, oh, my goodness, this would have been a good 20 years ago. And he tuned into the fact that certain rhythms, certain beats, music played a certain way, would irritate people or create a certain reaction and would calm people or things like that. And so it was, you know, interesting to see some of those thought patterns even back then. But what you're describing is is really sharing with us a better understanding how it works because I do think some people, they've been aware of the brainwave entrainment and we've had um, Stephen Halpern on the show and Peter Cater on the show and you know, Stephen Halpern very specifically talked about the brainwave aspect of things, but we're not used to this heartbeat rhythm that you're talking about. And to me, this is such a powerful piece, um, especially in coordination with the brainwave patterns, because our heartbeat is our universal synchronization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah very, very much. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that's so fascinating about the uh, the rhythmic entrainment is is that um, it, it gives you a whole new way to look at your own music collection. So that you now that you know that if you need to calm down it, when you're really revved up, your heart is beating faster. So it's putting a little more stress on your body. So in order to go into the relaxation response, you need to slow down the heartbeat. And in order to do that, go through your music collection and look for something that is at least 60 beats per minute. Now, when you look at a second hand on a clock, or you can you can set up your stop, your, there's a stopwatch app usually on most phones, you can you can watch a second, and that's 60 beats per minute. That's 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. That's right in the middle of a relaxed heartbeat. So you can you can follow that. Boom, boom, boom. So listen to your music and count 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, and see if you can find a music that's within that beat range and just put that on or several pieces with that beat range on and your heartbeat will slow down and you'll, your body will automatically relax without having to do anything. All you have to do is listen or put it in the background while you're cooking dinner or whatever you're doing. Your body will follow that. And it's so fascinating. Another thing that's been found too is if you need, as part of as part of creating the relaxation response, science has also found that low sounds helps to discharge excess nervous energy from the nervous system, and that that nervous energy is 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 how the one of the ways the body responds to stress and. And that you don't want. We have more stress than we can deal with these days. So low sounds like a bass guitar or a tuba or a bass fiddle, all these low sounds or even the low sounds in your own voice if you're singing along, all of those things help to relax the body. And then in the reverse, if you're driving and you're starting to get sleepy and you need to stay awake, 
go through your music collection and look for something with a fast, dancey rhythm and also something with higher sounds because the high sounds charges the brain and the nervous system. So birdsong and flutes and clarinets and high violins and high-sounding voices will help to rev you up and charge you up. Most of us know this, but we don't know how to put it to use when we need it. Well, this is really interesting to me because <laughs> now my mind is ticking in a thousand different directions. Um, I, I had a couple of thoughts that came up while you were talking about that because I'm thinking, wow, what an amazing way for us to immediately shift our vibrational energy to deal with the situation in life where we need to we need to relax because it's stressing us out or we need to elevate our energy and bring it up into either a more elated state or just raise that vibration up with something a little more energized and energetic but as you were talking it was bringing back some memories for me from some of my past relationships one in particular uh, with somebody who I dated off and on for 10 years. And with this person, one of the things he used to always say was, I always love the deeper female sounds. And and what you're talking about completely explains it to me because I now realize what was happening was he was tuning in to um, that heartbeat, he was tuning into the relaxation. If we look at the masculine, the feminine energy and things, uh, the masculine runs at that high vibration and they need to relax and they have a very hard time relaxing. So it would make sense for them to resonate to that deeper tone. Um, mm-hmm. The feminine energy, on the other hand, tends to be more relaxed and tends to draw towards those higher uh, pitches in a lot of ways. So it just clicked in <laughs> as you were talking. I'm like, oh, it makes total sense. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. And another thing you said too, Jesse, was really, really important. And it's it's about how we respond to sound and the positive and negative aspects of it. And one of the things, another another aspect of how we respond to sound that's come out of some of the neuroscience and studies is that every single one of us responds uniquely to sound and music. The diversity to the same piece of music is enormous. And because we, we play music in our events, and in our, especially in our multi-day events, and then people evaluate their response to what the purpose of the recording is as far as a healing response, whether it's to relax you, to rev you up, or to to create chakra healing. Everyone evaluates the the effect of the recording on them. And I can play the same piece of music and two people in the front row, one of them can be plugging the ears because it's driving them crazy. And the next person is relaxing into a pool of mush going, oh my God, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And there's the same music and the same performance and they're sitting beside each other, totally different response. And this is just the way we're wired. It's, it's uh, We respond differently. And it's interesting because there was a question on the I see on the chat that I can answer as a part of this. Um, the, the, que- the question was uh, about rap and music that's negative for society from a scientific perspective. And um, there's kind of um, 
the, there, I have a, a rather unusual answer about this because our son, and this has a, this is a personal story, our younger son went into a depression when he was 16 years old, and he loves playing electric guitar and has been lead guitar in a whole pile of different bands, and his favorite music is heavy metal music. That's not my favorite music, um, but it was so interesting to see his choices. He has such a high vibration. So when I checked the words to the music, and, and there's a comment here a little bit about the rap and the words. There's a difference between the words and the music a little bit. The words that my son would choose were always uplifting in in the heavy metal songs. So he unconsciously chose those. And then the music itself is very simple, usually, with a lot of perfect fit. And the perfect fit is the most healing interval there is for the human being. So we have that aspect within even heavy metal music. Now, science has also found that if you're listening to your favorite music, and it does not matter what it is, whether it's rap or heavy metal or country or classical or folk, it doesn't matter what it is. There is a neural cocktail of hormones that your brain releases when you're listening to your favorite music that keeps you healthy, that helps keep you strong. So Matthew, our younger son, chose to listen to angry, angry, angry heavy metal music when he would come home just furious about something. Or we may, I said something that made him mad. So he'd slam his door like any 16-year-old does, put on the music really loud, and then he'd come downstairs in about half an hour going, I feel a lot better now, Mom. So for him in that situation, it healed him. It took a few months, but it healed him, and it was a way for him to manage anger in him that he didn't know what to do with. The music helped get that out of his system. So there are groups of people that say, yes, some of those words cause damage, and to some people, yes, they do. But with our son, it actually was a healing thing for him. So I have a really hard time knowing those facts about how we respond to our favorite music and saying that something is bad because I'm not so sure it is. And there may be some that are, but but I can't say for sure that it's something is. I I love what you're bringing up right now because it plays – so well into some of the work that I do with codes with people. And, and I was sitting there as you were talking, I was I, thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I would love to do a workshop with Sharon at some point that incorporates the codes and the music because, oh <laughs> because it would be so powerful to sit there and have people tune in and say, I like this, but I didn't like that, and so on. And... Um, you know, when we look at the codes of things, it would, you know, more often than not, it would probably come through that those people were either coded or not coded to that particular music. So, for example, you know, your son, uh, his coding to, to heavy metal music may have actually triggered success or victory for him or a sense of accomplishment or standing in his own power, whereas for somebody else, it could have just made them more of a victim and took them into a different space completely. 
Um, you know, uh, we have a comment there in the chat room as well uh, mentioning plants don't respond well to heavy metal. And here again, I would have to say there are some people that have played heavy rock <laughs> and things for their plants, and their plants responded well. So I would have to say, you know, it depends on the plant and, and the plant coding with that music coding with that particular artist. There's a whole lot of variables as you're mentioning, that come into play. So I'm really glad that you're bringing this up and saying, you know, hey, if your favorite music is, is this or your favorite music is that, there's probably something there happening for you in it. That is so fascinating, Jesse. I am sure there would be an enormous connection with the codes. That makes so much <laughs> sense to me. Well, and it is fascinating, you know, when we bring these different pieces in. And, and I've always thought about it because, you know, so many times you hear that the classical music is the healing music. And I've worked with musicians along the way. But I also know certain keys. You could take the same song, play it in a different key, and that different key may not resonate with somebody. And it's exactly the same song by the same artist. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there, there, there's so many variables when we get into music. So I'm, I'm really glad you're bringing up this point of what is doing it for you personally, and mm-hmm. what, what is triggering your heart, what is balancing you, because we're not all the same. You know, some of us run at a high vibration, and bringing in something very mellow could be wonderful. That same healing mellow soundscape thing could trigger fear for somebody else. Absolutely. And it I've seen it happen so many times. I, I so agree with that. Mm-hmm. And there. So you mentioned also sound tools. Now tell us what you consider to be sound tools. Sound tools are things like drums and instruments and Tibetan singing bowls and crystal singing bowls, tuning forks, uh, rattles, uh, there are all of those things that we hold and we use. Uh, the didgeridoo is an amazing sound tool. The, these are things that we use to create a shift in our physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual being. And sound tools, when you find the right one for you, is absolutely fascinating to work with as far as creating, create, when something comes up in your life, and, and especially especially the emotions. And this is so important to be talking about the heart because the heart re- always responds, and the heart is our biggest field around the body. The heart is enormous as far as for how it responds to sound and music, and the heart will choose what works for you. And there are so many sound tools that that also are interesting that have some some scientific background behind them, some that people just know help them feel better. There are Tibetan singing bowls, crystal singing bowls. The the tuning forks that, that I love to share about are have a huge effect on the emotions and the heart. And we share we share about these tuning forks in almost all of our events. They were developed and studied by Dr. John Beaulieu. And his website is biosonics.com. So you can go and check him out. We have, we have the information on our website, too, at soundwellness.com. So 
John Beaulieu did a lot of research on on how tuning forks affected health and the body. And these these tuning forks, there's a set of perfect fifth tuning forks that that and the specific frequencies. I have them here. 256 hertz is the C. And that is directly related to one of the frequencies of the Earth. So it's not quite the C on the piano. It's a little bit lower. And it's like listening to this for about 99.9% of people. I've played these works by hundreds, maybe thousands of people's ears. And there's still been four or five who go, oh, my God, I can't stand that. So <laughs> there's always going to be, there's always gonna be uh, it's not, no sound or music is 100% effective with everybody. So 256 hertz is the C. That's our root. That's the that's the Earth, and then the 384 is a G, which is five notes apart. So it's C D E F G, and the perfect fifth has an ancient esoteric history. Uh, for 5,000 years ago, it's what the Chinese built their entire music system on. Similarly, the Tibetans and the entire European musical system, the Western music that we know, is based on the perfect fifth. It's the most healing sound there is for the human being, one of the most. And this, he, so Dr. Polyu wanted to study these forks and to find out if they, what, exactly what their healthy, positive health effect was on the body. So he teamed up with a neuroscientist. And their question was, nitric oxide is a natural cycle in our cells that creates health in so many different ways. It's huge. And their question was, does this sound stimulate the natural production of nitric oxide in our cells? And they found, yes, it does, in less than 30 seconds pharmaceutical companies have spent millions creating pills to to stimulate this cycle because it's so important for our health. And and there were three scientists who were awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine for just discovering that our cells have this natural cycle. It's really important for digestion, for heart health, because it expands the blood vessels, so your blood moves more easily. So they found, yes, it does. In less than 30 seconds, all you have to do is listen for 30 seconds, and it stimulates the cycle naturally. So because it's it's connected to the heart in such a big way by by helping to calm emotions. The stories I've heard from people who are using these forks, unbelievable miracles they're creating in their lives for just settling into calm. When we settle into calm, when we calm those emotions, we settle back into the energy of the heart. And then we connect that that what you were saying at the beginning, having the earth. We have to we have to calm down those stress symptoms and get back into the heart to do that. Well, and all of this makes perfect sense as well as being very intriguing <laughs> because we know that the heart energy is the greatest healer there is. Um, it's the greatest healer for our human body, for our mind, for the earth. Um, that whole vibration in there, we know that what the heart 
is feeling or resonating is what can heal us. It's what can send all the corrections through the body. So to to focus on what will trigger the heart or align the heart, as you've been talking about, I mean, that only makes sense. It only makes sense that that's where we should be focusing, not on our head maybe as much as our heart. I so agree, and and that's kind of the role of many of the sound tools. They they calm down symptoms of stress, which are huge in our society these days. Um, it it calms down some of that other stuff that sits on top of the heart, so that we can connect back into it again. Because at your heart, at your heart, you are perfect harmony, perfect joy perfect love, perfect bliss. This is who we are, every single one of us. We just pile all this other stuff on top of it, and we forget. So the the sound, because sound is a physical energy, it goes through you. And when it goes through you, it it pushes against all of your atoms and molecules and sends them into a state of vibration. And when you're using a recording or a sound tool or your voice to to create this state of vibration with all your atoms, you're shaking up all the emotional stuff and allowing it to loosen up and just go. So you can get back to harmony and back to peace and back to joy and back to bliss. It's so important. They all work. They all just work differently. But we we just forget who we really are. And sound is so perfect to shake things up because it's a physical energy. It shakes up atoms and rearranges them. So it shakes things up and allows some of this stuff to go, and, and we release it, and then we come back home where we're supposed to be. And and I think what's interesting with sound, too, is it is blending the external and the internal because with sound, it's obviously going through the air, one of the primal elements, and therefore it's it's shaking up and shifting what surrounds us in the physical realm uh, as well as what's happening on that energetic, heart-centered um, space of synchronizing with, with heart and brain energy. Mm-hmm. Very much so, and sound is uh, its one of those energies. It's defined as a vibrational energy, and it is a physical energy because it physically vibrates. It pushes against your atoms. It's a physical energy, but it also works at all these levels too. And when you combine it with other healing modalities, wow, you, you can create miracles so well. Wow. <laughs> I'm just so excited about this because... Because uh, I've, I've had a lot of people on with music and no one talking about the heart the way you're talking about the heart um, and really tapping into this whole space because to me, the heart isn't just the physical space, but it's also the passion. You know, it's also where we get our drive, our enthusiasm, our our transformation, mm-hmm. um, our enlightenment from, mm-hmm. because we feel it in that center. Mm-hmm. 
there's some very interesting things I've been seeing and reading lately, and and some from the scientific community that, and especially from HeartMath, that it's not really the brain that makes decisions. It's the heart that makes decisions. The heart has its own brain. It has a lot of neurons, maybe not as many as the brain, but the heart is what makes our decisions. So you can say, well, these are the pros and these are cons, but do as far as a decision you have to make, but do you ask the heart, okay, this is what the brain is contributing to this decision. What does the heart say? Because if the heart says this is the decision, then your entire being will respond with health and well-being. And even if it's a wrong decision, you find out. <laughs> if we make decisions with the brain without asking the heart, we always get into trouble. That's it a really good point. Work. Yeah, it just doesn't work. You have to use them together. And, and you can, even if you have a big decision coming up, Ask the heart to gather information from the brain because the brain does that so well, and then give that information to the heart to make its decision. If you do that consciously, I would be interested to see how and journal all of your decisions. It would be very interesting to see how your life changes. You know, most most definitely. I mean, certainly our brain is there to to give us the logical reasoning, the you know the factors of this makes sense, this doesn't, this could put you, you know, in danger or at risk, or this you know could be a really great thing for you, or you know these various things. But again, it still has to resonate with the heart. It's kind of like the mind could be saying. Take the money, take the money, it's a great thing, <laughs> you know, and the heart is going, I feel like I'm dying, you know, no, don't uh-huh. make me work another hour of overtime because I feel like I'm dying right now and I'm not getting something else that I need. Um, exactly. And, and I, as you do, you know, as you've mentioned, listening to that, I think is so important because when we don't, we can place ourselves in various conflict patterns. We can place the mind and the heart in competition with each other, which is like placing the masculine and the feminine energy in competition with each other. And as you say, we then start to run into a lot of trouble. So I love your concept of engaging the mind through the heart, letting the mind give its input, and then bringing it back through the heart and seeing how that's resonating in there. Uh-huh. Exactly. They work together in harmony. <clears throat> yeah. Very, very powerful um, way for us to to take this in. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like two parents sitting down and communicating or a couple that sits down and communicates with each other instead of just one person making the decision <laughs> based on their perspective and space in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we engage the whole, that's what, I guess that's what we would call it, engaging the whole um, mm-hmm. and engaging both, both aspects of ourselves. And I believe very strongly in that because that's where, as you mentioned, we find the balance and the harmony in there. 
Now, you also like to work a lot with the big universal OM, as they might say. Share with us what the OM is all about for us. Oh my! The the OM back in in um, many ancient systems and beliefs, especially those that come from India, the OM is believed to be the sound of the universe itself, the sound of creation. Some and and this is the story that comes from every single culture around the planet. If you look at creation stories. It's fascinating how many creation stories are looking for the sound, the sound that created, that started creation, the sound. And scientists call it the Big Bang. It's, it's a sound that, that stru- well, sound structures matter. And this initial ohm is the sound wave that structures all of the bits and pieces of atoms and molecules in our universe. If that makes sense at that level? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, there there's a and, there's a whole other tradition about using and singing the sound ohm that is so fascinating. I've had my own wonderful wonderful understandings and lessons of this beautiful sound. Um philosophers have tried it's another word for for it too is the the music of the spheres which in which many esoteric esoteric societies or esoteric communities try to use their ears to sense what is the sound and science is doing the most fascinating things with actually getting the sounds of the orbits of the planets and the sounds of Saturn and and how they resonate with human beings. Oh, it's so interesting. But one of my biggest lessons with Ohm, Jesse, was with, um, it was a team building request I had. And I was asked to do a team building session on Tibetan bowls with 50 librarians. And so I had to think, oh, my. Remember how I was talking about the sound when you're holding and playing a Tibetan bowl? That shakes up every atom in your being. And so I knew that with 50 people, and I had 25 Tibetan bowls, so one for every two, um, there would be an enormous amount of, of emotional energy released into the space. And so what I had asked for, uh, I sent out the request to my own, my own guidance system, however you like to call that, guides and angels and, or the universe. I sent out a request to say, they have an event right after me. I need a quick way to clear this emotional energy from the space so that people aren't sitting in this soup of stuff and that they can actually feel how much better they feel after having experienced that much sound. So I got my answer about two days before the event. The answer was to sing three ohms. And I thought, okay. So, and this is librarians. This is people from all walks of life. And some people who are thinking, well, this is pretty woo, but they're they're willing to engage and, and explore and they're open-minded. 
so at the end, I I asked everyone at whatever level they were able to sense this to go to the to the area just outside their skin and tell me what that feels like, the air just outside their skin. And I was getting words like buzzy and thick and heavy and ooey and gooey and yucky and ugh, you know, all of the, and faces, all of those things to say this energy felt really bad because a lot of people, 50 people, were releasing old emotional energy. And when you put that much energy in a room, it's pretty heavy. So then I said, I'm going to sing three ohms. And my intention in singing these three ohms is to clear that buzzy, heavy, icky energy out of this space. So I invite you, for those who would like to, to use your voice to sing those ohms with me. For those, um, you can also, if you don't want to sing it out loud, sing it inside. That's just as powerful. And for those who think this is, this is just a little too weird, I ask you to just hold the space for us while we do this. So I did. I toned three ohms, and about ten of the of the fifty people sang along with me, and the rest held the space perfectly. By the second ohm, Jesse, there was a breeze that came through the room, and by the end of our singing the second ohm, all of that energy was gone. And then by the third ohm, it's like the whole space filled with light. And and just brightness. So once once we finished the last ohm, I asked everyone to go back to that outside their skin, that little bit of space outside their skin. What does it feel like now? And the look of surprise I got on those people who were sensitive to this kind of energy, where it was just, oh my God, how did that just happen? And some people are sitting there with their arms crossed going, well, this is a little weird, but, you know, hey, I can hold space for that. <laughs> so it was one of my biggest lessons about the power of Om. It's a sacred sound that has been used in a sacred way for thousands of years, and it has a physical presence. Whenever you sing that sound, you bring that field of energy right into your space. It is fascinating how that works. Well, and this is really interesting because um, I don't think people get this side of learning about OM. They've been taught, oh, just chant OM and, you know, it's all good. You know, it's more of a meditative thing. It'll clear your mind. It'll, you know, but they, they don't get to hear this kind of an experience with it. And what's interesting to me is when I look at the codes of OM, and my explanation from a code aspect of this, too, um, is because when we when we chant that, it runs on a vibration that that releases or breaks through the treachery, our trials, our challenges, the strong difficulties that we're having, things that have been long-lasting in our sphere. Um, it, it, is, it, it releases us into a sort of freedom space and removes us from a sort of victim space 
or a space of, of being quiet to where our voice can be heard again. So to vocalize OM from a code aspect is to bring back one's voice or to reclaim one's voice um, while clearing the space. So it's interesting to hear you describe this experience of the air shifting from this with only three. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, your explanation makes so much sense, Jesse, because when you when you tone ohm yourself and I've done this many times, both side with my silent voice and my outside voice, but remember sound goes through you. Sound goes through you faster than it goes through the air, actually. And it's it's a vibrational energy that pushes against atoms. And when you sing with your own voice, then you are you are creating the sound itself inside of you. So it is vibrating every single atom of your being before the sound even leaves your mouth at the speed of sound. So it's it's it does the same thing. It shakes everything up and allows those things to go, like you're saying with the codes. And that physical shakeup, once the sound stops, it's like your entire being resets to normal, natural, healthy patterns. It's just so beautiful how that works. It really is. And, and it is to bring up that fact that it's working before you even get the sound out. Um, I think this is really important because it comes full circle back around to this heart-centered energy mm-hmm. that we're already getting this energy in motion. It's already working before we hear it or get the conscious experience of it. And I think there's so much in this universe that functions that same way, that is in motion before we become conscious of it. Yes, and and also finding out this, that I give my entire being a complete sonic massage with every sound that comes out of my mouth. It it I I uh, when I understood that at a deep level, I made the conscious decision for my myself to be aware of what kind of sound is coming out of my mouth because I am feeding myself with that sound before it even comes out of my mouth. Sound is food for your nervous system. And mm. just like good food and junk food, we have good sound and junk sound. And OM is a good food because it feeds your nervous system. And when you use your voice, because it's created inside of you, it has such a powerful effect. And if if you like, Jesse, we can, we can sing the heart sound, the ah, of course. Whenever you say, ah, what a cute puppy, ah, what an adorable baby, you're feeding your nervous system with the ah sound. That's the heart sound. And if you sing it, you feed your nervous system. So shall we do it? I, I think this would be wonderful. And, you know, when you were talking there about it, the way it vibrates through and about us being hollow, it just it reminded me of a phrase that a friend of mine uses quite frequently that, that says, being hollow like the bamboo. And for us to keep that in mind um, is really powerful. And I would encourage people, 
you know, before you start to go into this on sound, and I'm actually going to mute my mic out while you do this so that they can get just, you know, full sound coming from your side. And to really maybe even take a moment, and, and if you want to guide them through that, Sharon, that would be great, uh, to to really tune in for a minute to this heart energy and to emitting love um, outward because, of course, whatever we emit outward, especially in a process like this, is going to be incredibly powerful to what comes back to us um, Mm -hmm. in resonance and reflection in the universe. Uh, But that that we really tune in to that love, that heart-centered space of healing the earth right now because I think it can definitely do it. And healing on multiple levels, I think not, um, you know, between it having the minerals and the nutrients and the nourishment, as you say, um, that feeds us and it, um, and and the, the, you know, connecting just with other people because we're in times where there is so much conflict and competition and things happening in the world that uh, to send this loving energy out right now will help a lot of people remember the love. And, and I think that's something much, much needed. So I'm going to mute my mic out, and I'm going to let you take it here for okay. a while. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Because uh, as you were talking, one of the things, and you can turn your mic back on again for a minute if you want, comment. Okay. I, I I wanted to bring in what you were saying at the beginning. And one of the things we forget about with love is loving ourselves. So with this exercise, I want to begin by singing off, focusing on our own being, on our own heart. And then to just take a few moments after that toning or that singing to notice what is happening with the heart. Because I really feel we need to give to ourselves first and feed ourselves first. And then from that overflowing place to feed our beautiful, beautiful earth and all of her inhabitants. I love that you're going to do that because I I agree. It starts with us, and too many times we just jump out there and give outwardly first, and we need to take that time to center and bring our own energy into focus, and then what we give will be much more magnified and much more heart-centered. So um, it's all yours. I'm going to to mute my mic, and I'm going to let you have it for a few minutes. Okay. Oh, that's so awesome, Jesse. Thank you. I so love doing this because it creates such an incredibly powerful energy, not only for yourself, but for the planet when we get to that stage. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to sing the sound ah, uh, just allowing the singing sound to flow out after a deep breath. Now, the remember we were talking about in the beginning that your intention and your thoughts and your feelings flow on those sound waves. So we're going to have some very specific intentions. And if you feel that what I suggest as an intention doesn't work for you, choose your own. Empower yourself with that. 
<clears throat> so first, oh, and another thing about the voice, because when when we get into using the voice in a singing way, this is this is I, this goes back to our ancient history. There are two flutes that have been found in Europe that are believed to predate our use of language. So we had music and singing before we could speak to each other with words. So this is as natural as all time, and it's in your DNA. Trust your voice. I I expect you to sing with me because. I want you to feel the effect of your own voice with an intention and the power that it has over your heart and your nervous system. So trust your voice that you will just open your mouth and the perfect sound for you in this moment will come out. And it doesn't matter the quality of the sound because it is your voice. Your voice carries every frequency of your body and your voice is the perfect tool and sound for you. So it is absolutely perfect. So if you like the sound I'm making, you can match it. If you don't, make your own. Trust that. It's so important. Okay. So we're going to sing this at least seven times and then just kind of check in and see where our heart is. So it'll be seven deep breaths. Now to start with, I just want to warm up the voice with a nice big ah sound, an ah sigh. And it sounds like this. So with a deep breath, ah, it feels amazing. So do it along with me. Take a deep breath in. that one more time. Take a deep breath in. Beautiful. Now we're going to use the singing sound seven times on awe. The intention is to feed your heart and, well, feed your heart with love, your love for you. And that is what's going to go on those beautiful sound waves from your own voice. Okay, so here we go. You're feeding your heart with love. Take a deep breath in.
and one more. Ah. Now take a moment in silence to notice the effect. Go into your heart space. <clears throat> notice what's going on there. And you can type in the chat room if you know, if you have anything in particular that you notice. If you notice a warmth, if you notice an openness, a lightness, an expansion, anything like that. When there's a group of us singing together, there is always so much expansion. Okay, so now we're going to ramp this up into the heart and fill it with something you are grateful for. You've just fed your heart with your own voice and your own love. Now think of something you're grateful for. And it can be just a wonderful cup of coffee you had this morning. It can be it can be looking into someone else's eyes. It can be looking into your own eyes in the mirror. It can be the most beautiful sunset you've ever seen. It doesn't matter what it is. Something you're grateful for. A person in your life, an animal, a plant, anything. Fill your heart with that gratitude. Breathe into it. Feel it expand. Feel it expand. Keep expanding it. Expanding it. Keep expanding it. Keep breathing into it. Expand, expand. Okay. Keep expanding that feeling. Beautiful feeling of gratitude. Okay. Now, from that place of gratitude, we are going to feed our beautiful planet with love from that gratitude from our heart using our beautiful awe sound and we'll do this at least seven times and if you feel we need more then jesse if you can come online feel into it and come back on and let me know if you feel we need more so back into the heart into the gratitude okay we are all going to sing together. Now, take a deep breath in. Ah. Ah. Uh... 
different it feels now. Jesse? I'm here. <laughs> I am so loving this because I'm getting to fully participate today. <laughs> and I don't oftentimes get to do that. And um, this is so amazing. It just, you know, one of the things that came up for me, Sharon, and I noticed it kind of from the, the the first round, but then you really magnified when it came to the second round. And it reminded me of when I used to sing. And um, my my voice hasn't been as good <laughs> in later years as far as vocals go as it used to be. And when I used to sing choirs and things and I just loved it. I just loved it. I, I, I see now that I had such a deep connection with the earth energy and thus the heart energy and that heart resonation that I never knew I had. And, and that ex- explains to me so much why I used to love to sing. Um, I still love to sing, but, um, you know, at, at those other levels of singing choir. And what you're sharing for me, makes that singing acceptable again, if you want to say that, um, even if it's acceptable with myself. But, you know, I feel that connection again and and definitely a a shift in the the air and the energy. And I, I just feel like this has been such an amazing exercise in the sense that this timing of the year to do this exercise and Certainly people can go back and do this over and over again and listen to the show again to grab this exercise anytime they want. But it's so perfect for releasing that heavy introspective energy and some of the the, the awarenesses and the things that we, we know as we're moving into spring that it's time to sweep away <laughs> some of that heavier negative energy, if you want to say the negative mindset and open up to the heart now. You know, it's time. It's seasonally time. It's, um, you know, on bigger global levels, it's time to open this energy. So I'm speaking a lot here right now, (laughs) actually. I'm I'm so excited. What a beautiful, beautiful realization, Jesse, to give yourself the gift of your voice back. It feeds you mm-hmm. so deeply. And when you focus on the heart with yourself first, it's, it's like, do you feel that openness in the heart area? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and just for that short period of time to do the awe, and I think doing there's something about the awe even over the own, in a sense, um, it's almost easier, it's almost more relaxed and more natural, at least for me, it was. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that could just be because maybe I code better to that in some ways. Um, But I really, really enjoyed it. And I see, too, in our chat room, we have somebody mentioning that 
I am finding the the first sound heard automatically um, suggested or dictated what sound and interval to produce, and some sounds produce clusters and others were dissonant. Yes, absolutely. Um, and when I've done this live with a group of people, and, and even over over a radio show like this, Jesse, especially when we get into the gratitude, because gratitude opens the door to the soul. And when you go into gratitude in the heart, you open the door to the that it's it really is a bridge. You open the door to more of the soul coming back into the body to embody more of our soul and spiritual essence, and then to make that sound of love from there out. Oh my goodness! But I really feel that we need to feed ourselves first. We need to care for our own hearts and, and nurture our own being first. And then fill, to, you use our own sounds with ourselves to fill the heart to overflowing. And then all of that overflowing with gratitude expands exponentially out as far as the universe goes. You know, the thought that just came to my mind and, it's kind of interesting with Valentine's Day here was it's kind of like when you get ready to go on a date, you stop and you clean yourself up first and you get yourself ready before you go and meet the other person or <laughs> connect with them. And we're doing the same thing. You stop and you get yourself ready first. And don't you ever. And we're going on a date with our most beautiful earth. Our most beautiful uh, earth and ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as a human family, because we did this together. So that expands. When you when you sing these off sounds together, that expands it even farther. So the earth re- will really respond to that. There's there's an even bigger ceremony that Jonathan Goldman does on he calls it World Sound Healing Day, which is at noon I think EST, um, Eastern Time, and the whole world is invited to tone. And when you tone with the whole world to give a Valentine to the Earth in this way, oh my goodness, the energy you can feel it, you can breathe it. It's amazing when you get that many thousands of people doing this. It's quite a spectacular experience. So you can Google World Sound Healing Day and uh, explore this in a, in a deeper way with a larger group of people. With a smaller group of people, or I'm not sure how many we have online today or on listening, it's so powerful and so important to feed this energy to yourself first. That is, that is so important. Well, what's really fun, I think, too, Sharon, is because we also get a lot of listeners in the archives in addition to those that are listening live here. So we're going to have this nice wave of this energy going on <laughs> for oh quite my. some time. It's going to keep waving through as people listen and then they share the program and they, you know, then, you know, those waves keep going and it keeps cascading through. And, um, you know, what a what a beautiful thing. I mean, just for uh-huh. me to even think about those waves just continuing here and there and what that's going to open up and 
you know, sometimes I think we feel so powerless and so helpless to do something. People can get into those spaces, especially if they're feeling challenged or having a rough day. And to do something as simple as this can make a difference. You know, as I say, when you take care of yourself, you take care of the world. And it, it comes back to that inner connection and to share from that inner space is, I think, one of the most truly powerful gifts that we can. It's, it's not always in all this heavy-duty doing. It's in things like what you're sharing today, the simplicity of a sound. Mm-hmm. It is so powerful, Jesse. And for in in my in, in having teach, I've been teaching toning to groups of people for many, many, many years, and I am always blown away at the miracle, the absolute miracle and power of a group of human beings singing together. Even if it sounds a little discordant at first, it's how it's so fascinating, especially when you go into gratitude with all of those different voices and different sounds. How beautiful it is! It's there's just nothing more beautiful. It's it <laughs> just goes beyond anything I can describe. <laughs> well, I so agree, and and this is starting to wrap us in towards. Gosh, almost the end of the show right now. So I would love for you to just do a couple of things. Provide us with a summary thought or or a closing thought um, that you would love everybody to walk away with. And also make sure that people know any events that you have coming up, um, how and where to reach you and to connect with you further. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Well, I guess the closing thought I would have would be to remind everyone that you are harmony. You are love. You are bliss. You are joy. And all it takes is a a moment of connection with that beautiful heart. And we were using the beautiful heart sound awe today in order to create that connection. It doesn't take long. So remind yourself that be aware of the effect of sound and be aware of your voice and be aware that it can take seconds to come back to that harmony, to come back to that love and bliss. You can never, ever, 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 ever lose it. It's who you are. I I so agree, and and remembering that, and you'd be amazed that even when you start some of these things, how other people will join in. I know here in Sioux Falls, when the weather is warmer, I go out to the to the falls and meditate, and it it always amazes me how people will leave this huge space around me, or they'll sit and start meditating with me <laughs> in that area. Mm-hmm. And said, never be afraid of it. And something like this, you can just, you know, you can do so quickly and so easily. So how do people connect with you and how do they reach you to learn more? Oh, it's really easy to get a hold of me. You can go to soundwellness.com. There's all kinds of, we have all kinds of events on the main page of the website. And there's all kinds of links to other parts where you can learn lots more. Um 
And uh, I have a webinar coming up next Wednesday called Listen from the Inside Out with the Wellness Universe. And that's at the bottom of the main page of the website. So you can check that out and see if that resonates. For those who are interested in joining our newsletter list to get updates on what we're doing, I give away a free 60-minute MP3 of my CD, Woodland Song, which is two of the healthiest sounds that there are for a human being. Woodland birds and water. So it gives you the focus of the high sounds of the birds and productivity for the mind and then the relaxation from the beautiful bubbling water. So that's a gift for all of those who who are attracted or who are drawn to join our email list. Um, and all of our contact is there too, my email and everything, and there's Facebook. Come and see me on Facebook and, and the Sound Wellness page on Facebook. I'd love to see you there too. Perfect. And I have to say it's been a real pleasure to have you on and to have you sharing this experience because I always think it's so wonderful when people can get a firsthand experience like this for themselves and um, and and have the opportunity to come to this uh, on their own in in a format like this. And uh, I think it's great that you have the uh, aspects where they can tune in to like a teleseminar by phone or online. Um, to connect with you for some of these events as well. I really like that they're they're able to have that flexibility. So Sharon, thank you so very much for being with us today here on Code Connection. Oh, thank you so much, Jesse. I'm so grateful that you asked me to be your guest. And it's just been I've had a marvelous time this afternoon chatting with you. I just love it. So thank you so much. <laughs> And and I want everybody to stay tuned, too, because we have another song coming up that we're going to close with tonight um, that is also done by Sharon. So you're going to get the chance to hear an, another one of those songs that um, have come through and um, do that because both our opening and our break song were done by her today. So if you've missed any part of the show, you definitely want to gonna go back and, and hear what was going on and what was talked about and and uh, you know, take it from there and get the get the full experience. Really tune in and keep doing that ah exercise um, over and over again because it is definitely going to raise the vibration. Definitely get your heart centered. Definitely um, just get everything open and flowing and clear. And and um, you got a taste of that already. Next week, what I'm going to be talking about uh, will be what goes on when special forces are deployed. And what is happening right now that is making that happen? Um, we have some special forces that are on their way out to other countries. And I'm going to be talking about what that's all about and what, what we have going on and what we can do about that. My books on uh, relationships have been released. You can uh, find the, the links for those. Again, all of my books. And I do want to mention actually my relationship books. I have as my monthly special this month, so they're available for $1.99 each for the ebook version. If you head over to my website, you'll be able to find that. And also on my website, you can find all kinds of things from also connecting with Embraced by the Divine, which you can either do through my website or directly at embracedbythedivine.com um, with that collaborative effort there, but also video insights that I have on there, archive shows that I have on there, 
shows from other uh, archives of other shows that we have here on the network is on there. Uh, more information about code interpretation work and what that's all about, and also interviews where other people are interviewing me. I have become a regular guest on a couple of shows, and I do have some shows that are coming up actually this week. I have a show that's going to be running for a week, and uh, Quinescent I will be on. Um, I also have been doing uh, regular shows with with David Clark Cowdery, who's also here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, regular guest there, regular guest with Luella May, and we're always delving into different things. And and some of those shows I take live colors on. So, yeah, it's definitely worth jumping in there, and it'll give you a better insight also as to to the code interpretation side of things and and what that is all about. Um, and and you can check all of that out. I will have a new video coming out uh, probably in about the next week, week and a half range, probably about a week and a half. Um, so you can watch for that as well. And everything there, again, through my website, Jessianne Nichols George, the number one.com. So lots and lots of things to explore on there. Uh, don't forget, again, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. And uh, Tuesdays we have Susan Weed. She's been doing uh, a series right now in her natural medicine series on, I believe it's like natural antibiotics or probiotics or something along those lines. I should have looked at it a little more carefully before I jumped on the air. Wednesday nights, we have our flagship show, and that's kind of shifting and changing around. Sometimes Darren Bucara is on doing readings. Sometimes they've got uh, guests on. I know they've had Kellyanna on recently. Um, they do some really good shows on there. And, of course, our, our producer, Daniel, is a, a musician, and, and so he's very tuned in with the music industry around the uh, Fairfax, Virginia area. And, of course, Janice is doing a lot of things. She's bringing more things in with women and their shows and their experiences, and she's got some interesting guests that she's working with from time to time. Of course, Kevin Bear continues to work with his new companion invention, which he has going on, so that's a great aspect to delve into as well. Hey, this is Jessie Ann Nichols-George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today, and thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those streaming live on Penn, known as Pairing Counters Network, Stream Finder, and Talk Stream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of our show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. This was a great show and a great exercise and some incredible stuff that I know other people are going to want to experience if you share it with them. And I'm going to leave you today with the song by our guest today, Earth and Water. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week.
and moist beneath my bare feet. Swallow me.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.